Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And so today we are continuing the 2022 season breakdown. And of course, we are getting into a former top prospect here in D.C., Victor Robles, who is also a gold glove finalist. So he will be getting his roses for that. But also, I kind of have some thoughts as to where the Nationals are currently and how we got into this mud hole. And you see Bryce Harper going to the World Series with the Phillies. We're going to get into that as well right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And again, thank you guys for tuning in and making us your first listen. That is very much so appreciated, if that made any sense. And so let's get into Victor Robles. As you know, Victor Robles was once a top 10 prospect in baseball. This was someone that we thought who could be a five-tool guy when we signed him out of the Dominican Republic. And also, who was in that farm system as well? And kind of who was that slept-on prospect? Juan Soto. So when Victor Robles got called up, and he was kind of called up in 2018, and he was doing some stints in the majors, but he was never really a solidified force until 2019. He was called up in 2017 as well as 2018, and then he stuck on opening day for 2019. And honestly, Victor Robles, his rookie year, he was great. He was a plus defender. At the plate, he was really getting it done. And I thought there was a bright future ahead of him. I love the numbers here in 2019. He played in 155 games. He had 17 home runs, 65 RBIs, 28 stolen bases, batted 255, and finished the season with a 745 OPS. And when you're a young rookie, and really a 21, 22-year-old at that time for Victor Robles, that's a great season. That's something you can go in every single year and be like, yeah, I'm fine with this. And he had high expectations. This was someone who, like I said, was a top 10 prospect in baseball. You heard about Victor Robles since 2015. Everyone was talking about how Victor Robles, when he comes up, that's when it's really going to be real. He was our most hyped prospect probably since Bryce Harper, in my mind. And so just looking back at that time, and then we sit here today knowing what we have with Victor Robles, it's honestly stunning. And the fact that Juan Soto is has been everything that we thought Victor Robles would have been, would have been except even more, obviously not the field. Robles is a better fielder than Soto, but that's not the discussion we're having. The discussion we're having is about Victor Robles, and he's just declined. He's declined every single year, in fact. I'm going to take away the fielding aspect of this because I think he took a big jump in 2022 in center field, and this is someone who is a gold glove finalist, for God's sake. I mean, this is someone who gets it done in center field. If you have him out there, he's going to cover 
50% of the outfield. That's just the way he is. I love that about him. He's a great fielder, and he makes the web gem plays. We saw it this year, making crazy catches, throwing back runners at first base. He was just a great center fielder, and it was a joy to watch him. But also in today's league, when you're playing center field, you need to hit, and you need to be productive at the plate. And that was, this was his worst year by far at the plate. By far, in my mind. And here, here's what his numbers say about that. He had a 224 batting average with a 273 on base percentage with a 311 slug that was good for a 584 OPS. Now, if you don't know, that is terrible. Like, let's, let's just call it as it is. That is awful. And for someone to once be a top 10 prospect, and, and the thing about this also is that we see that Victor Robles can do this. He's done it before. In 2019, he had a good offensive season for a rookie. I think his numbers kind of padded a little more than what we truly saw out of him in 2019. But all in all... He put up good numbers at the plate for someone who was a rookie at the time, getting his first full season of majors. I'll take that. 17 home runs, 65 RBIs, almost 30 stolen bases, took 35 walks. And then this year, in 407 plate appearances, he only took 17 walks this year. And that is just... It is what it is, I guess. But 17 walks to 104 strikeouts this season. He had 140 strikeouts in 2019. And he's kind of cut that down a little bit. But it really hasn't improved. You still see him chase the slider. You still see him chase the curveball in the dirt. You still see him making these mistakes that he shouldn't be making anymore when he's 25 years old. The mistakes that he makes at the plate, running the bases, it's amateur. And I'm not saying that Victor Robles isn't, well, no, I actually, I, I take back what I was going to say. Victor Robles is a bus, if we're just being honest, if we are. A top 10 prospect in baseball, and honestly, his future is in question here in D.C. I think he's still going to be in the opening day lineup and most likely starting in center field. He's a gold glove defender, or a gold glove finalist, and I think he should win the gold glove award when it's all said and done. But his offense is so putrid. It's so bad. And when you see him out there at the plate, he doesn't even look comfortable. I feel like there's been no adjustments to his swing ever since 2019. Like, going into 2020, I was so excited about Victor Robles, expecting him to make that that leap. And people forget this guy, 17 home runs as a rookie. That's some power there. He had the potential to be a 25 to 28 home run guy per year, potentially, if you all put it together at one point. But that just hasn't been the case. And it's frustrating because you see it, and he's done it before, but he just keeps on regressing. And that regression kind of brings up an ultimate point that I've been trying to get to the last couple of weeks that 
are we really sure about this major league development staff of what we have with Davey Martinez uh, and all the rest of the development staff? Because that's really starting to be a concern in my mind. We've had a lot of prized prospects that we've come that have come through this national system. And then once they've gotten up to the big leagues, it's they've just kind of floundered. And we saw it in 2019 with Victor Robles, his best year as a pro by far. And it's just been on a steady decline ever since. And who is that to blame? I don't know yet. The jury's still out on that. But in my mind, obviously there's some blame to go to Victor Robles, but I think this also brings up the bigger question of the development in the major leagues. Because this is something that we've seen time and time again with the Nationals. High prospect, comes up, flounders. It doesn't really get better. Carter Keyboom, to name some. Uh, name that pitching prospect so far. They just, we haven't really seen the development in the major leagues. And that's the concerning part about this team is that when will they take that next step in the development process to actually breed their own guys and have them come up in the system and be ready and take the necessary leaps and growth the way that they need to grow. And that's a concerning part in my mind, because I just look at this team and see all the young, once young talent that filled this roster in 2019 that we had a kind of that young core. And it's just kind of dismantled. It's just been a mess if we're being honest and seeing Victor Robles do what he does now. Like, yeah, he's a good fielder. And I'll, I'll have a stat for you later in the show. But that's not what we need in today's game. I need you to be a hitting first center fielder who's also going to be good in center field, which he's done that part right. But I can't stress it enough that the fact that he lacks on offense, it takes away from the overall player of what he is because he's holding this team back offensively. It's just, it is what it is. And I, I have kind of a thought that I put into my mind that could be, it could be a little too big of a leap. I'm going to get into that later in this show. And so you can listen for that in a couple of minutes. But before I do that, I want to tell you guys about my friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts and in-depth analysis on every game and as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including mma boxing and golf so what i do thursday night football coming up in a few days here i'm gonna look that up see what their spreads are at see what props they want to do, and then I'm going to make my bet and tail bet online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn or bet online where the game starts. And so as I was plugging, I want to get back into Victor Robles and the season that he had with the Nationals. And so this is a 2022 season breakdown, which I've acknowledged. And so... But I, I still want to look at this from the top to bottom. 
Because when you have a top 10 prospect in baseball, someone that you really rely on, you put a lot of marbles in that basket. You need that player to turn out well. And the teams that really miss on those guys and they don't really make it as one of the great players of baseball, it hurts your team and it hurts the development of other prospects. It, it, It messes things up. So I guarantee you, when you have a top 10 prospect in baseball, the way that Victor Robles was, you're relying on him. He was going to be our Juan Soto. That's what we were relying on him to be, a five-tool talent, someone who could do it all, someone who's going to hit at the plate, potentially be a five-tool talent. I can't stress that enough. That's what we could have gotten with Victor Robles if everything worked out. And you could say that about a lot of people, but Victor Robles was someone we put a lot of assets in. He was someone that we heard about for years in the minor league system. Everyone was excited about this guy, as they should have been. He just hasn't made that necessary step. And to why that is, I don't know. And that's a concerning why. Because I'm truly starting to think that it's the major league development part of this that is really messing up some of our top guys. Guys that have been good in the minor leagues and they get to the majors and they just kind of flounder. Obviously, the competition is different between when you're balancing double A and triple A compared to the majors. It's much more different. But still, you see that they can do it. You see that he's had one progressive year in the major leagues. And ever since then, it's been downhill just completely downhill but i will get into some positives here as i will say a gold glove finalist that is something that here little round of applause there how about that i think about it and honestly it was well deserved i think victor robles in years past could have been a goal i know this is the second time in his career that he's a gold glove finalist i think he was robbed of his last one But I think this year is his to lose, in my opinion. Trent Grisham's great, but I don't think he's going to be losing it to him. And seriously, here's the stat that defensive run saved is one of my favorite metrics that I use in determining how valuable an outfielder is. And Victor Robles, he led the NL with 12 defensive run saves this year. And he finished third in all of major league center fielders. And like I said, he was first in the National League among center fielders in defensive run save. That's saving runs. That's turning losses into wins. That's a big deal. And I, I look at that stuff, and I think it shouldn't be taken lightly for what it is. Because as I've said numerous of times, and I'll say over and over again, I look at baseball right now, and I, I prefer your bat way over your field. All, that's not to completely dismantle what fielding is nowadays. You obviously still need to be a good defensive team. We were dead last when we before we traded Juan Soto, and that improved drastically in the second half of the season and also came with more wins for us. But still, it's a hitting league now. It's kind of like with the NFL. You have to have a quarterback that can throw a deep ball that's not going to be stone legs in there and he can run around in the pocket. In baseball now, 
it's like with offense. You need guys that are going to be able to hit. You don't really care about home runs. You want balls in play. And striking out is kind of doesn't really matter anymore how many times you strike out. It is what it is. Get on base, make contact, hit the ball hard. And I think that's what really ultimately leads to big wins for this team. And so kind of wrap up this Victor Robles conversation. And this is kind of the point that I really think will hit hard with people. I think Victor Robles, with where we are right now, I think if Victor Robles pans out into what we thought he could be, I think this is a postseason team. Not this current team right now, but if Victor Robles took the next steps into what he could have been, think about it. You traded for Josh Bell, Juan Soto, Victor Robles. Last year, you had Josh Hamilton. Guys, and I think that would have added pieces around this team. It would have been an incentive for the ownership to buy instead of sell. Kyle Schwarber last year. The guys around them, if Victor Robles pans out into what he could have been with this team, we're not in a rebuild right now. I don't even think we're in a retool. I think Juan Soto is still a national. I think Victor Robles is obviously still a national. I think Kyle Schwarber is still a national. I think there's a lot of players that would have been added to this team that would have made an effect on this team moving forward. And when I mean pan out for Victor Robles, I mean someone who's going to be above 800 OPS, someone who's going to play like a top 10 prospect in baseball. I'm not saying he was going to be an MVP candidate, but what I'm saying is he was going to help this team win in a big way, not just on defense, but in the field. And I think that's really changed the trajectory of this organization. He was our last big fish prospect that we had coming out of the Nationals farm, and he floundered. And it was a, it's been a bad experience, to be honest. It has not worked out in the way that Mike Rizzo – and the Lerner family intended it to be. And so I think if Victor Robles just pans out into what he was even in 2019, even if he was just like that, but even a little better, then I think this Nationals team, it just would have been a completely different landscape. We don't sell at the deadline last year. We don't sell at the deadline this season. And I think we even make a couple splash signings. Nothing crazy, but I think you add starting pitching. I think you add another bat in the lineup. And I think just some things would go different around here in D.C. You'd be feeling yourself a little more having Victor Robles pan out and be that top 10 prospect that he could have been. And so I don't, obviously Bryce Harper would have still left. Anthony Rendon would have still left. Steven Strasburg still would have been re-signed, and we would still be taking on that crappy contract, the same as Patrick Corbin. Those are obviously major things that have put the Nationals into where they are right now. But I ultimately, I still think that if Victor Robles panned out into what he could have been, 
I think this Nationals team is in a much different position to where they are sitting here today on October 25th. And it's kind of a tough pill to swallow, to be honest. I've convinced myself of that already. And it sucks. But, hey, I also want to get into this with, as we have Bryce Harper and the Phillies going to the World Series. And obviously, oh, I, I won't say obviously, but this was said on the podcast in uh, my guy One Pursuit Takes on Twitter has been posting this all week. And about how Bryce Harper was in an interview two years ago, I believe. And he was saying how he wanted to still be a national. He wanted to be on the nationals and still wanted to be in D.C. This is what he considered home. And he told Scott Boris to go get it done. And he took a meeting with the learners at their house in West Palm Beach. And that was the first time all offseason that he did that. But we sit here today. And as Nationals fans, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a Bryce Harper guy. I'm just not. It's not even the fact that like what he did was a business decision. Awesome. I agree with your business decision. Take the most money that you can. But on the other sense, you're going to pick the Philadelphia Phillies, one of our rivals, right up the street seamlessly about 150 miles away. You're going to pick that team? That's where it's sung with me. And a lot of Nationals fans, it's kind of been the talk around town right now. Are you rooting for the Phillies? That's all every friend has asked me so far. And I'll tell you this right now. No. Hell no, in fact. No way am I rooting for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I think that is a crazy thought. If you're going to root for the Phillies, go for it. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't. You do what you do. Do what you want. But I'm just telling you as to why I'm not going to. One, have you seen those fans? I can tell you this story. 2009, opening day, the Phillies were in D.C. here. Great team, obviously. The fans were taking over Nats Park, and it was an ugly sight for Nationals fans at that point. Little old Ryan, there with his mom. Three drunk Phillies fans behind us start fighting with each other, and it spills on over to me. Little old Ryan was just traumatized from that. I'll never like Philly sports. Little 10-year-old me, traumatized. No more Philly sports for me. I'm not a Philly Philadelphia guy. I don't even like your cheesesteaks. I think they're overrated. And so, no, I'm not going to be rooting for Bryce Harper and the Phillies because ultimately he chose to go to one of our rivals, and I'm not going to root for him to win. I don't hate Bryce Harper, but I also don't like him. He's kind of one of those guys that's fun to root against. And he's fun to root for you when he's playing, or it's it's fun to root for when he's playing for your team. But when he's playing on the opposing team on the other side, I think it's really easy to root against him. He's just, you know, he's not the cocky guy that he once was, like here in D.C. as a young guy, really a kid. And he's not that anymore, and I, and I understand that. But then again... I'm, if you're going to be rooting for Bryce Harper, that means you're rooting for the Phillies, and I can't get that. That makes my skin crawl. I'm not rooting for Philadelphia. And 
also with Nationals fans, I see, I saw, so I wish I had the Twitter account who said this, but I saw it the other day, and someone was saying that Nationals fans should hate Astros and the Astros fans and their team for cheating. What? I love the Astros. I love them for cheating because guess what? The Nationals beat them four games in Houston while they were cheating. First off, we were the first team in professional sports history to win four games on the road to win a championship series in any sports league. And while we did that, they were cheating and we still beat them four games. That is one of the best storylines ever, ever in sports. Any adversity that comes our way, the Nationals just, or that 2019 team, I should say, they swept that to the side and they just got the job done. And that just adds to the storyline of this team or of that 2019 team. And I can't get enough of it. I won't get enough of it either. And so I love the Astros for cheating. Obviously, if we lost in game seven and how he didn't hit that home run in game seven, I'd probably hate them. And I'd probably hate them a lot. But as of right now, they didn't hurt me, so I'm not going to hurt you. That's how I think of it. But I get it. If you hate the Astros, it's understandable. They cheated, and they should be despised for what they did. But thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, that was a Victor Robles season breakdown. I'll be talking down your line tomorrow. I hope you guys enjoy the day, and go Nats.